Welcome to Talking to Myself. I am Myra Kay, and I'm here with Hanky Quattro and Chip. I am a 20-plus year communication professor who doesn't profess to know it all, hence the name Talking to Myself, because I will walk right out of these doors and do everything wrong. Well, COVID-19 is definitely rearing its ugly head across the country, across the world. I mean, in fact, in our state, our governor has now made it mandatory that we wear masks. So when you go out in public, you're supposed to wear a mask. At first it was just in our our city, you were supposed to wear masks, but now it's across the state, you need to have mask on at all times. Now, we haven't gone back to having any closed establishments. All of our establishments are open, but you need to have a mask when you walk in. Now, here's what's interesting to me. We live in a predominantly black zip code. And so our zip code is actually identified as being red, okay? So red means what, Chip? What's red mean? Red means there's very high exposure and it's spreading very fast. Okay, so like we mentioned last week, predominantly black um, zip code, high level of COVID-19. What are some of the other colors that they identify? There's yellow, that's the lowest exposure. That means there's active exposure, but the spread is, it's there. Mm -hmm. The second level is the orange level. That means there's increased exposure and it's spreading kind of rapidly. The next level is the third level, the red level, which means there's very high exposure and it's spreading fast. The fourth level is the purple level and there's severe exposure and it's spreading. Okay, so we're in red and the next highest is gonna be purple. So we're, we're pretty high. And so we have to be really careful in our city. And like I've mentioned on many occasions, I'm on the school board. And so we are currently facing this idea of starting school. And as many of you have seen on the news, our president, otherwise known as My Muse, has taken this stand that he wants all schools back face-to-face ASAP. He doesn't want them to come back late. He wants them back as they always have been in August. And we also know that in the United States, we have 3,210 cases of COVID and we have 134,349 deaths so far. So we are definitely leading the pack here as it relates to COVID. But nonetheless, our president is kind of almost using that as a, I guess, a re-election tactic that he wants um, us to make sure that our establishments are open and that we go back to school. So as people who are in a community that have to decide on whether or not we're gonna open these schools, you know, we have a lot on our backs because what we hear our government saying is that kids are a lot more resilient, that they don't get it at the same rate that adults get it. And if they do get it, I mean, it's not gonna be the same way that adults get it. You know, it's not, they're not gonna be as harmed like adults. So when we think about the numbers, the Department of Education says that we have 50.8 million K through 12 students in the United States and the COVID rate for kids under 18 is pretty low, like right around 0.5%. But if a fourth of those kids get COVID, that's 63,500 dead kids. So I don't know, maybe if it isn't your kid that dies, you know, maybe you don't think that's a high number, but I think that's a pretty high number of kids and we're talking about a fourth and we really don't know what effects COVID will have on kids, what it has on kids, or if kids get it, what kind of lasting effects it does 
have on kids. You know, I also think it's interesting to think about, we have, we do have some counties in our area who don't have COVID at all. I mean, we have, they have zero COVID cases. They also have zero black people. And those are the same places that are curious about why black people are having questions about police brutality. So they're saying, hey, why can't, why can't you guys just go back to school face to face full time? Hey, why are you guys crying about police brutality? And so just like we talked about in our previous podcast about COVID and police brutality, we see that mirroring in many of our communities because as you know, if you're not affected by it, you really don't care about it. And we're seeing that over and over and over. So we're, we're kind of thinking about this. Um, I know in our community, we are probably going to be rolling out a blended option for students and parents. We're probably going to be rolling out an online option for parents and for students, and perhaps even a face-to-face -face option for a few parents and students. We're just not sure. We have to kind of see how it goes because things are spiking, and it may not even be safe for us to do a face-to-face -face option, but right now we know we're looking at a blended and an online, you know, to make sure that our students have at least some level of some social interaction as well as some the safety aspect of not being uh, exposed on an everyday basis. But who knows? We don't know what's best. We don't know what to do, but we all have opinions on it. Hanky, what do you think? What Do you think that we should actually be completely online? Should there be a blend or should we be full day face to face with this? You see, I, I, about this, I think uh, it can go either way. Like I see that, you know, it can spread in the community going, starting with the schools. You go to school and you know, you might the kid might not know he has it, and he goes to school and he gives it to his friends. I mean, that's so simple. And then that goes into the community. They go to their grandparents. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to catch this stuff. So, uh, especially with kids not being uh, as careful uh, with hygiene, just some mm -hmm. kids just, just being kids and not understanding that what a pandemic is, as right. many of us didn't before. Right. You know? So. Right. Uh, definitely got to consider that and, and the effects that we do we open up those right even when we do the blended option in our community again like I said we're predominantly black we are red close to purple you know so we're spiking if we do it it would it wouldn't be like regular school I mean you would be having to be masked we wouldn't be using water fountains students would be sitting in one seat all day like you wouldn't go to the cafeteria your lunch would be given to you in your seat you would be, if you need water, your teacher would give you like a little water bottle, you know, in class. So there wouldn't be a lot of movement, you know, there wouldn't be a lot of anything happening in class. So it wouldn't really be like the class that you're used to. You know, you'd see your friends, but there really wouldn't be much talking to friends because you're gonna be probably have not even just a, a mouth mask, probably more like a face guard is more what we're looking at because we wanna at least have something clear over your face and you can have that immediacy. So it's gonna be, it'll be a different environment. It's not gonna be school like we're used to. And I think students would be wanting school that they're used to, but it's not going to be school. It's going to be a different kind of school. Now, Chip, as a high school student, what is your preference? I mean, you have to weigh in on this, too. What do you think? You know, I just don't know. I think kids at my age are, we're more responsible. We don't want to get sick, so we're going to wash our hands with the face mask. But like Hanky said, the younger kids, you know, 
they don't understand that. Mm-hmm. So right. I feel like that's really going to be the problem. Right. And I can see that. I think that we, as people in the community, would have to think about our younger kids. I mean, right. what are we going to do? I know that we do have larger school districts in this area that are also red who are coming back full face-to-face or online. And the way they're able to do that is that they have compromised on social distancing. You know, whereas the CDC is saying it needs to be six feet, they're saying, hey, can we do two feet? You know, and so you have to wonder, okay, at what point are we compromising safety just to make sure we can get everybody in and to appease, I'm sorry, the president, you know, to get everybody in the doors. So it's a lot to think about. And as all you, you guys know, and as we know, we don't have the answers. And as always, we're going to hit those screets and see what other people have to say. So, Hanky, let's get out there and let's see what other people have to say about this stuff. From your perspective, should schools be completely online? a blend, or full face-to-face. As a college student, I do think it's important that people go back to school because that interaction, that face-to-face interaction is so important depending upon what major you have. You want to be able to have your teacher do demonstrations so that you can replicate them and complete your course successfully. Um, We're going back, my school chose to go back the entire year, but they decided to do a mix of half online courses and half in-person classes. And as a music major, I think that's sort of important because doing music online is just, um, I would say, unrealistic because you want to, like I said before, have your teacher demonstrate and show you what you need in order to be successful. So I think that going back to school at least once or twice a week would be um, appropriate and, I guess, a good thing to do because you won't have to go all the time, but you can still have get that feedback you need from your teachers and ask questions From your perspective, should schools be completely online, a blend, or full face-to-face? My personal point of view, um, although I have a child who is 14 months old and not in school at the current time, uh, if I wasn't that predicament, I wouldn't feel safe allowing my child to come to school because it's so early during this pandemic, quote-unquote. It's not really safe firsthand someone who is school ages or middle school are youth period. I feel like they're not as cautious when it comes to using the preventative measures um, as far as not spreading germs and doing taking the test and preventing any illnesses or diseases overall. So I feel like um, they say the key aspect on preventing the germs, the spread of germs and any diseases overall is to wash your hands. But if we to were to step back and really be serious with ourselves, not all kids take takes the cautious steps to wash their hands after 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 every bacteria um, surface that they may have been exposed to. Um, and out of so many students gonna be in class they say social distancing, doing the six feet apart. From your perspective, should schools be completely online, a blend, or full face-to-face? Well, as a parent of an 
eight-year-old child in Denver, Colorado. My thought is that she should go back full-time, face-to-face um, at school. Uh, three areas that I was thinking about when I was asked this question. So from a social aspect, um, I think it's very important at this age that she gets a social interaction. Um, being around friends and kids her age is important um, so she can learn all the different things of um, whether it's from learning how to manage conflict with other kids her age, learning how to work with other kids her age. Um, I think it's important and needed and necessary um, for now and for the rest of her life, even if she gets into the workforce later. Um, the second point um, is the education part. So trying to do the online thing and having the education or the tools available. I'm not a homeschool teacher and I will be the first to say that I feel like I utterly failed at that. Um, so I think that the last part of school where I was responsible for homeschooling her while also being at a full-time job, um, I, I wasn't able to give her the attention that I think that she needed as a full-time teacher because I'm not. Um, and then the third aspect was I feel like if she does not have the full face-to-face interaction with kids, um, it can show in even times of, like, isolation or depression. Um, and I think that was kind of prevalent because it was times where she was showing acting out and she just would, like, have a tantrum and just low energy and not wanting to participate or actually do her work, um, even eating constantly. Um, I think that's actually a sign of, of that isolation and depression. So I feel like if it were to continue online, all those negative things would escalate, and I, I don't think that it's a, a good thing. So I'm all for the face-to-face. I'll make sure that when we are doing the face-to-face, she takes her vitamins um, and probably try to stay away from people that are higher risk, like older relatives, but I'm definitely all for the full-time face-to-face interaction at school. This is a really complex problem, and I don't think there's just one right answer. You know, in our district, I know we're juggling around some stuff, and we're trying this, and we're trying that, and it's it's just tough. I mean, we have parents who maybe can't leave kids at home, and we have parents who are just scared to leave the kids at home, and parents who are scared to send kids to school. And I mean, it's just all over the place. And so, I don't know what the right answer is to this, but. You know, we, I think we need to err on the side of, I guess, caution, maybe? Right. I don't know. I don't know. So, because we had a caller in Colorado, there has been 36,210 confirmed cases and 1,724 deaths. Okay, okay. But they are mostly yellow, but they do have a bit of orange and red. So, I will understand why the caller would want her child to go back to school. I got it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, I think it's crazy that we had the three options and we just happened to have three callers who would lean toward one of each. You know, it just kind of worked out that way. It wasn't that we planned it. It just kind of worked out that way perfectly. But, yeah, it is, it's, 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 I can understand that how different demographics will see things differently and want things that are specific to the demographic. And since where she's living currently, 
isn't seeing the spike that we're seeing here in Ohio, of course it makes sense for her to be like, yeah, I think it's okay. We can we can mask up, we can wash our hands, we can put the sanitizer in the backpack and she's good to go, stay away from an elderly population, we're straight. But here in Ohio where it's spiking, people aren't being as safe, people maybe aren't being as responsible, I'm not sure what the case is, but, you know, we are not as lucky, you know, we're not able to maybe think about it on that same level right now. So, for sure. For sure right. And I, I remember, like, uh, I mean, it's nowhere near this level of the coronavirus, but I remember when H1N1, I mean, I remember you guys sending me, in my book bag, you sending me hand sanitizer and yeah. saying, wash my hands. So, yeah. uh, I know it's a different ball game now, but, I mean, I, I feel like we can get through it. I feel yeah. like we can... Uh, we can get through this. Kids got to go back to school one day, so right. I mean, you know. Right. Sure. And that's, and you know, we're getting used to it. I mean, when you think about it, we're keeping the mask with us now. I always have hand sanitizer with me. So I think we're all kind of getting used to it. So maybe it will be okay. I'm hoping it will be okay. I'm hoping it doesn't spike. You know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we are able to, you know, get back to school, um, you know, on some, norm, on some level of normalcy. You know, I'm hoping that happens for us. So... We'll see what happens, and we'll see if the president gets the result he wants. I don't know. We'll check. We'll see what he comes up with next week. And as you know, as always, we will be black next week. Peace.